With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the BT Powerhouse Podcast. As always, my name is Thomas Bendit, uh, coming to you on August 4th uh, in the the afternoon here. We're starting our, our preseason previews here. It's crazy. It's already that time of year. We still got a couple months, but uh, just just starting to get a look at at team by team. Obviously, we got to work through 14 here in the Big Ten, so so it'll take a little bit. But today, uh, we are going to start with Illinois, and to help us break down the Illini and what should be a, a really important season for the program moving forward, we have Tristan here from the, the Champagne Room. Uh, Tristan, how's it going? And, and why don't you introduce ourselves? I, I think this is the first time we've had you on the BT Powerhouse podcast so uh just take a second to chat about uh what you guys do over at champagne room and a little more about yourself if you don't mind yeah uh so thanks for having me uh first off um i've been site manager here at the champagne room now for uh roughly three months or so um but i've been contributing to the staff for a little over two years now um i kind of got involved last year um i'm going into my junior year at the u of i and uh I kind of got involved um, with the on-campus side of things. Um, we had a few of us credentialed working football and basketball last season. Um, so that was kind of big for us, uh, just kind of getting our foot in the door with uh, the DIA here at Illinois. Um, but yeah, like you said, um, this is a big season for for the Illini. Um, it's kind of the first one that matters or kind of <laughs> – at least some expectations going into the season. Like the past few years, it's kind of been expected floating just below 500. But now there's preseason talks of making a dance, which obviously hasn't been done here for six years now. So, yeah, it's high hopes for the basketball team this season. Excellent. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, and and let's, let's start with there. I mean, uh, if you look back, it, it's a little painful, um, and I, I don't mean to do this to to annoy our, our <laughs> Illinois listeners here, but um, really, really since 2005 and Illinois made it to the, the title game, it's it's been a hit or miss. I mean, Illinois has made the NCAA tournament a few times, uh, the most recent being 2013, but haven't really been able to show any sustained success. seems like every step forward is followed by a, a tumble down the stairs, uh, resulting in the firing of, of Bruce Weber in 2012, and then John Gross in 2017. Brad Underwood has come in, but hasn't really been able to, to get things going. Uh, what's the sense uh, among Illinois fans coming into the season? Uh, what's sort of the, the expectations? How do people feel about the program? Um, are people starting to get a little antsy with, with Brandon Underwood? Uh, what's the general, general sense in the Illini community? Um, I think it's a very anxious fan base right now, um, just because the Illini haven't been relevant nationally um, since really Brandon Paul and DJ Richardson were teaming up together and mm-hmm. the last time they made it to the tournament. So, I mean, it was kind of a little bit of a, a step back in terms of the talent level at Illinois um, in the last few years under John Gross, um, just really not even competing in the Big Ten. But Underwood's come in, um, he got Io, the big the Chicago guy, the in-state guy, pretty sought after. 
and then has continued like got a pretty nice diamond in the rough in Georgia Bishanishvili last year and Trent Frazier is entering his third season uh, after another good year I mean Io is a potential lottery pick so it's kind of hard to shine quite as bright as he probably should but it's that's a great one-two punch um, so I, I think the fans kind of sense that and they know they're returning the corner um, but now it's kind of time to see results um, the worst record in school history last season um, but now expectations are March so it's, it's a quick turnaround but I, I think it's one that's that's fair and, and warranted mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I tend to agree I, I think uh the last couple of seasons there, there have been some bright moments. Obviously the records have not really uh, correlated uh, to what fans would like to see, but um, you saw definitely in that run. And I want to say, what was it? January. Uh, yeah. Late January, early February, where they reeled off uh, five of six, they beat Michigan state. They beat Ohio state. Mm-hmm. They beat Maryland. Um, you saw some signs of a, of a, team and a program that seems to be on the rise um unfortunately obviously they they couldn't finish out the season but uh the one thing i would note about the record record uh is rough but the big 10 also extended to 20 games so maybe not quite as bad as it looks on on face value given how strong the big 10 was last year but uh with that why, why don't we get into the the roster a little bit coming into the season you mentioned some of the key pieces uh Let's talk about what went out the door, uh, what is coming in into the door, uh, just sort of our offseason transition here. I mean, uh, frankly, Aaron Jordan looks like the only major loss here for the team as far as departures. Um, do you tend to agree with that? Uh, anybody else that, that stands out? And if you wouldn't mind talking about uh, some of the new additions, including a, a transfer addition Illinois just landed yesterday. Yeah, so as far as losses go, um, obviously there wasn't a whole lot. Um, Aaron Jordan graduated, and then um, Adonis De La Rosa, uh, the transfer from Kent State, was there. But he was only ever at about, I think, 67% health, if you ask me, um, through the season, nursing and ACL recovery. Um, and then they also lost Samba Kane, who was a freshman last season. He transferred out, um, actually, just within the past month or so. Um, so not a whole lot of, of production loss. Um, and then coming in, obviously, probably the, literally and figuratively, the biggest one is, is Kofi Cockburn. Um, everyone's excited to see him. Um, Illinois really hasn't had a, a, a big man quite of that stature in as long as I can remember. Um, so it'll be intriguing to see how he kind of fits into the system that Underwood's implemented here, the, the running gun, the, the high in your face, defense, um, and then how he meshes with Georgie down low. Um, so all eyes will be on Kofi, I think, to start the season. Um, also brought in Bernard Kuma, um, a big man from out east, and then Benjamin Bosman's Benjamin Bosman's Redonk. That's the first time I think I've ever had to say <laughs> that yet. Um, and he was a Belgian product. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, um, Illinois just landed um, Austin Hutcherson, who is um, a transfer actually from the D3 level, um, put up some numbers, um, 6'6", pretty lanky, um, shoot from, with a pretty good clip. So uh, I think that's just more about reinforcing the depth at the wing. Um, so I, I think we bring in more than we lose. And with another year of, of Io and Trent and, and Georgie, um, 
the record should, should be a little bit kinder this season. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. I'm, I'm in general agreement. I mean, I, I think Illinois gains far more than it loses, at least on paper. I mean, we never know how, how a freshman is going to perform or some of these transfers are generally, unless you got a, a real top-end guy, are, are hit, and, hit or miss, excuse me. Um, but I, I think Illinois certainly brings in more than they lose. Um, I think the only thing is, as far as my perspective on looking at the roster and, and the new additions versus the departures is a lot of the additions seem to come in what seem to be positions of strength. Uh, so you wonder how quickly some of these guys are going to be able to see the floor just because they have depth in front of them. Um, but obviously we'll, we'll see. Uh, Kofi is, is the big freshman coming in. Uh, he'll be interesting. I haven't really had a chance to look at the, the, the new transfer edition, um, here it just happened last night, but certainly adding depth on the wing, filling another scholarship is good news for the Illini. But yeah, this does seem to be a roster that's going to look similar to last year, just with some, some reinforcements. So that has to be encouraging. Uh, as we move on in the roster, uh, let, let's start with the backcourt. Um, what, what do you see out of this group? I mean, Trent Frazier is obviously back, uh, after a, a really solid sophomore season. Um, what, what do you see out of the backcourt? Uh, what are the encouraging things? Uh, what are you concerned about? Um, backcourt, um, to me, top to bottom is the, uh, the strongest position. Mm. Um, yeah, when, when you stop and, and you look and IO is probably the first name that comes to mind and he thought about going to the NBA last year and, and heard back and, was was right at about that late first round, early second round um, slot and decided to come back, uh, got some feedback, things he needed to improve on. And I've already seen stuff that has him as high as top 10 in next year's draft. Wow. Um, so obviously he's, he's the big name. And with another year of the weight room and, and the strength and conditioning um, at the Big Ten level, I think will only help him. Um, and then moving on to, yeah, Trent Frazier. He came in and had a great freshman year, um, kind of took a little bit of a step back um, last year um, with the addition of IO, but still had a great year nonetheless. Um, so I think those two are, are really the anchors in the backcourt. Um, and then when you move to the bench, um, Andres Feliz was a guy that the I had of last year, Juco, and he, he showed some, some signs, um, but I'd say never consistently. Um, uh, he showed some signs. Um, I think there was still a little bit of room for improvement um, disregarding his jump shot and shooting uh, from deep, but um, he should fit in well into the role this, and into the rotation this year. And then DeMonte Williams is probably the fourth guy um, that I'd throw in there. Um, he's another, he's going to be a junior. Um, so still kind of haven't, haven't established his identity, I, I'd say yet. Um, he comes in and he rebounds pretty well and he he does some good things on offense, but it's never more than that. He, he He's always within himself, I guess. So I guess we're kind of waiting on him to, uh, to burst onto the scene and really have his moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, I guess jumping off of that, uh, what, what do you see out of the, the wing group as well? Uh, so the wings, that's, that's the, the position that, most concerning to me mm-hmm. um, just because they were so inconsistent last season. Um, Aaron Jordan uh, obviously is, is gone and he ate up the bulk of those minutes last year. Um, he was a solid threat from three and he was a plus rebounder for his size. Um, but 
not quite, I think, what Brad Underwood envisioned um, for his wing. Um, and then when you look, there were two freshmen last year, um, Alan Griffin and Tevian Jones, who came in. Um, and Tevian Jones being a former four-star recruit, um, top 100 prospect. Um, so we had some expectations and showed that at times. Um, went off against Maryland um, in Madison Square Garden um, and had a great game. And that's, that's when really he came onto the scene. Um, but it was never consistent enough. And then the same thing with Alan Griffin. Um, just freshman stuff, um, show signs. Um, it was always one step forward, two steps back to those guys. And then Kipper Nichols um, is back for his fourth year. I'd probably throw him in that wing position, although he plays a little bit of a four, um, slides down when the line are going with the smaller lineup. Um, and Kipper is much of that same same boat. We, we see signs, and it's just never consistent enough. So for me, it, it, it's piecing it all together at the wing position. That's, that's the X factor. Sure. Um, and then, of course, uh, if you want to cl- conclude just with uh, a, a little bit of a, a look at what to expect out of the front court. Uh, and in the front court, yeah. So that, that's Georgie. Obviously, everyone got to see last year. Um, no one really anticipated him coming um, onto the scene like he did. Um, averaged multiple double-digit points per game. Uh, really held his own against some, some good defenders in the Big Ten. Um, so I think it's it's about getting stronger, um, attacking the glass a little bit harder for Georgie, and then kind of developing the consistent elbow jumper extended. Um, and then Kofi is the freshman coming in. Um, he's another top 50 guy. Um, if you're not familiar with Kofi, he's an absolute beast. Um, mm-hmm. Seven foot, almost 300 pounds, I think, when he arrived on campus. So he's just a monster. And I know I'm excited to see him get on the floor and absolutely demolish a couple backboards. Um, <laughs> but then outside of that, um, Bernard Kuma is another freshman. Um, a lot of question marks um, surrounding him. No one really knows what he can do yet. Um, and then the same thing with uh, Benjamin Bachman for Dunk. Um, not a whole lot of highlight tape on those guys. Um, kind of under the radar, similar to Georgie last year. But um, we'll see how they work into the rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, this is not going to uh, be a revolutionary statement. I, I think everything's going to start with the, with the big three here, for Illinois, Frazier, Ao, and, and Georgie. Um, and then it's going to be, you know, how do the role players progress around there? And then, of course, one of the big, big questions here is, you know, you, you look at a guy like Ao and sky high potential. I mean, you just talked about how he's a potential top 10 draft pick. I don't know personally if, if I rate him quite that highly, but certainly even a first round talent uh, speaks to, to his skill set. And the question is, you know, can he be a top 10, you know, first team all big 10 guy i think he certainly has that potential um but i I think in a lot of ways illinois season is going to depend on if uh if he can do that because if he if he can't um it might be a little bit of an empty season for illinois next year if he can uh, this could be a special year and then of course how do those those depth pieces around him you know how does kipper nichols play um, how, how does coffee play it, or excuse me, Kofi play as a, is a true freshman. And then, uh, you know, how, how are some of these transfer edition or at least the, the recent transfer edition going to do. And then some of the guys who were so, so we'll say last year, uh, like Felix, um, can they take a little bit of a step forward? So it's a nice, nice, uh, roster here. Um, I, I think you have potential top end players. I think you have nice depth pieces. So 
lot to be excited about um, from that end. Uh, moving on, though, so we sort of have an idea on, you know, what's come in, what's left, the roster as a whole. Uh, what, what are some of the, the biggest strengths you see on this team? What are some of your biggest concerns on the other side? Uh, so I guess if, if you could put, put into perspective uh, pretty simply, uh, strengths, weaknesses, uh, what, what's your take on Illinois? Yeah, no, I think this is a team that's going to really push the ball up the floor. Um, they showed that's what Underwood wants to do. Um, he wants to get on your face, pick up full court, force turnovers, and then score back score buckets quick. Um, he's all about scoring in under seven seconds. Um, and now in the third year with this system, I think that's when we'll really start to see that kind of pay off in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Io is going to spearhead that. I think Trent will spearhead that. Um, and the biggest concerns and weaknesses, I'd, I'd say, are, are probably the front court depth. Um, can Kofi stay out of foul trouble? Can Georgie stay out of foul trouble? Because if they can't, we're relying on freshmen to step in and replace those the freshmen and the sophomore. So the front door front court depth and is, is questionable to me. Um, and I think that'll be huge. And then who's going to step up on the wing? Um, is is Tevian going to break through? Is Alan Griffin going to break through? Um, who's that consistent fifth starter? Um, but I, I think this is a team that's going to be fast. They're going to score some points, and they're going to play some, some pretty pressured defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm generally in agreement. I think the the wing group scares me a, a little bit. If I was an Illinois fan, because I I see a lot of guys who uh, have so so profiles. <laughs> I guess we'll put it that way. I mean, Kipper Nichols has been around the last few years. He's had some remarkably great games. He's had some really mediocre Remarkable. games. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very hot or hot and cold. Um, I, I think you can say that about a lot of these other guys. And then, you know, a guy like DeMonte Williams, you know, where can, can he take a next step? Because uh, he's a guy where if he had been a little better next season, you know, Illinois probably would have pulled out some of those games. They lost a lot of close ones last year, including to some big time opponents that really would have improved their profile. So I, I look at guys like that and I would be a, a little bit concerned. Um, like I said, haven't really had a chance to look at this uh, this new transfer that came in last night, but I he he doesn't come with a a, a elite profile, uh, shall we say? So I mean, I don't know if he's going to be an instant savior. He looks to me like a fifteen to twenty minute uh, bench guy, and you hope he can hit the ground running. But realistically, Illinois is going to need some of these guys to to step up on the wing. Otherwise. Uh, it, you're putting a lot of pressure on on the star players, and then of course, as you said, you know the front court depth uh, could use a little bit. And then my my last question, as I said earlier, and I, I won't repeat myself, but um, how much can these stars progress? You know, can Georgie become a a, a next level player? Can uh, Ao take the next step? Big questions. Um, we've seen we've seen guys have the the really nice freshman year and really not uh, follow up on it. Um, We've also seen some progress into a elite All-American type players. So we'll have to see how that happens. But that's a huge question mark because you need the guys to progress um, if Illinois is going to go from a team that was under 500 to a team in the NCAA tournament and contending in the Big Ten. Um, but with that, um, any other uh, – as far as uh, players um, – Sort of. Do you see any any sleepers on this team? Who should Illinois fans, I guess, coming into the season, be focused on? 
Um, what should they be the most excited about? Uh, any any sleepers that you see? Um, out of out of the backcourt, I I think it's, it's Andres Feliz. Um, I, he was a plus defender last year. He really took care of the ball pretty well. Um, didn't really make too many of the stupid mistakes. Um, it was it was just about consistently hitting that three pointer um, for him. Um, so I think if if he can improve on that, um, he could have a great season off the bench. And then I think Alan Griffin's another guy. Um, he had a great practice yesterday. Um, that was all the talk um, before they leave for Italy. Actually, tonight they fly out of Chicago um, and they play four games over in Italy. Um, but the practice yesterday was open to media, and he, he had a nice putback dunk over Georgie, who obviously is a very small guy, um, and has shown he can shoot the ball. And he's nice, long, he's lanky. He's exactly what Underwood wants from his wings. So. I'd keep my eye on Alan Griffin this year. Excellent. Yeah. Um, he should be an interesting one. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I, I, I like the freshman coming in. I, I think it's a really talented class. Um, I, I think a lot of them could, could hit the ground running. So uh, for me, I, I would focus on them. And ultimately I, I think this is the type of class that if Underwood's going to be successful, um, it's going to depend a lot on, on that. But um, I would, at this point, I would normally, break down the schedule uh unfortunately we we don't know the full schedule yet uh getting these previews started probably a little bit earlier than i'm i'm used to uh so um any any thoughts on uh i i guess underwood just uh again i i don't want to start the hot seat talk because i don't necessarily think he's he's on the hot seat um but as far as far as that i mean how important is it for illinois to have a big year this year because um, at some point, you know, the polish on Underwood, he had a, a great resume coming in here, you know, success at Oklahoma State, success at Stephen F. Austin. I mean, he had four straight NCAA appearances before he got to Champaign. Um, how much pressure is on, on Brad Underwood this year? Uh, I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat yet, um, but he could definitely help himself this season. Um, if he comes in and the team win, only wins 15 games, I, you can't be worse. You can't have a worse season than last year. Um, but if we see minimal improvement and it's not even close when it comes to the bubble, and Illinois on the outside looking in, and then the recruiting classes isn't really panning out for next year, then then I could I could start to see some of that talk. Um, but if he comes in, Illinois wins 20 games, they get back to the tournament this year, land a guy like. Adam Miller from Chicago, um, one of those pieces, the DJ Stewart, then I think he's bought himself a, li- a little bit more time, and I think he's starting to finally ad- establish something again here at Illinois. So I think this is a huge year for, for Underwood. Um, it, it just it will depend on um, the on-the-court results. Certainly, yeah, yeah, certainly, and, and fair enough. Um, and – and as well, I, I did want to touch on uh, a little bit, a little bit of last season, a little bit more. I, I don't want to dwell on, on, on the struggles necessarily. Um, but how, how much do you see, because obviously we talked about, you know, that crazy run at the end of January into February where they won five of six against uh, really quality teams. Again, Michigan State who made the final four, Maryland and Ohio State who both won a game in the NCAA tournament. Uh, even Nebraska, who, who had a nice run at the end of the season. Um, unfortunately, Illinois followed that by losing 
uh, all of the remaining games except the the two to Northwestern in in uh, Champaign and then in the or excuse me the Big Ten tournament. Um, what what do you see? Do, do you think sort of that momentum was lost by by the late season struggles, or do you think that momentum is going to carry into this offseason and into the season of that really nice run again where they beat Michigan State, et cetera? Uh, I think we I think we see more more of the the Michigan State run um, whooping up on Minnesota. Um, I, that's the team I expect to see coming out of this summer. Um, like I said, they didn't lose a whole lot um, in terms of production, um, and they bring in guys like Kofi, who's obviously he, he's he's got a big he he's got a big fan base already. Um, I'll say that, but I think the decision for IO to return um, and not go to the NBA. Um, I think that's another huge thing um, that really got the momentum turning again and kind of breeds. Uh, it was a, a um, it was a sigh of relief. It was, it was a breath of fresh air, I guess, for, for the fan base um, to see that he's willing to return um, and, know, and knowing that there's something to work with for next year. Um, he had a great season. Trent had a great season. Georgie had a great season. Um, so, I think it's just building off that. I mean, when you look at it, it's two freshmen and a, and a sophomore who led the charge last year, and, and having them all back as sophomores and juniors this season, um, it, it can't hurt, I guess. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. Um, the, la- the last thing I want to touch on before we get to some season predictions and, and, and the like, um, some some have obviously Brad Underwood has a little bit of a unique style of play that he he likes his teams to embody, you know the the fast pace, um, the pressure defense, etc. Um, we've heard we've heard some some criticism. I'm not going to say it's uh, the majority of, of people, but he he certainly has has gotten a little bit of criticism as far as some people. And again, I'm I'm not saying the majority, but. Some people think it's a little bit gimmicky. It has trouble against teams with good guards that don't turn it over, uh, et cetera. Uh, do you agree with any of that criticism? Do you think this sort of style of rushing it up the court has has sort of a ceiling built in? Um, or on, on the opposite, do you do you enjoy the style? Do you think it, it can lead Illinois to the, the promised land? Uh, I personally, I enjoy the style. Um, just to watch it in, in action, but uh, I can definitely understand any criticism, and I, I think it's warranted. Um, at times, uh, it, it's worked really well, and then, yeah, against guards that can take care of the ball and, and teams that are a little bit more disciplined in the backcourt, um, doesn't do a whole lot. I mean, it, it wears down the, the point guard and whoever's bringing the ball up over the course of the game, and maybe in a tight one, that, that works your way. Um, but you, you have to you have to stick to it. I think um, if, if that's your thing and that's your identity, then I think you commit 100%. Um, but I think another thing is kind of Underwood just now getting like his recruits in that system. Um, it's kind of it's, it's hard to judge a coach off off year one of his system when he's running it with another coach's players. Um, so now he's had two years to to recruit to that system and. Now I think is when if it is going to work. Now is when it will start to work. Um, if things are still aren't going well this year and the defense is giving up 75, 80 points per game on average, then I, I think it might be time to revisit that. But uh, if, if it's going to work, I think now is the time. Um, but I, I think it's super fun to watch. Um, 
I love the thought of, of getting on teams early and wearing their guys out and turning the ball over quick. And those trans bush, transition buckets lead to, a, lead to easy momentum and, and one thing after another. And then suddenly you're up 12 to two and it's two minutes into the game. And I, I think that kind of a start can be a huge, a huge factor. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of generally a, a believer in the fact that I, I ultimately I don't think it's it's the system that determines how successful you are. I think it's your ability to recruit, develop, and coach players into your system that's going to decide it. I I know in in football, which is obviously different than basketball, but we get a lot of discussion like, oh, well, can you win as a spread team or can you win as a pro style team? Um, but we've seen a lot of teams that, that win in both. It's really just about can you get the players that can execute in your system, develop guys that fit that mold. And I, I think ultimately there may be a, a certain ceiling to the, the pressure-laden defense, the, the rush-it-up-the-court strategy when you face those teams that, that have those really experienced guards that aren't going to turn it over. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think we've seen teams make deep runs with those types of systems. You know, we've seen BCU do it for a while. Um, we've seen other other programs. And frankly, we've seen teams go a lot further than Illinois has recently with those systems. So I, I don't I think that's a, a problem for another day, uh, shall we say. Um, but with the, but with that, uh, why don't we move into the, the juicy part that everybody always loves uh, season predictions. I know it is still early, as I mentioned. I'm starting these a little bit earlier than I usually do. It's early August, so there will probably be some more significant news between now and the start of the season. Illinois may add another roster guy. Some people may be injured in the Big Ten or elsewhere. It just it always happens. But uh, as of now, how do you feel about these this team? What do you think the expect or what do you have? What are you expecting? And ultimately, do they make it back to the NCAA tournament uh, at the end of the season? Well, I can't speak uh, too specifically because, uh, like you said earlier, uh, we don't have a schedule out yet. Um, so, non-conference, um, I expect there to not be too much difficulty. Um, but then conference, conference season, I, I expect this team to hover right at about 500. Um, 10 and 10, anywhere from maybe 13 games. I don't see them winning any more than that. Um, but I also don't see the team winning any less than like seven games. So I'd say that's probably right around where they'll hover. Um, and I think if they can win 10 games in conference, um, just be a 500 team um, and, and then kind of ease their way through the non-conference um, without too many losses, then I think this is a team that, that does get back to the tournament ultimately. Um, the talent is there. The pieces are there. Um, can it all be put together? Um, and I, I do, I, I think it gets done this year. Um, I, I would have told you last season, no, I, I think this team's still a little while away, a little bit away. Um, but I, I think this is the year. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I, I, in my last big 10 power rankings, which if people are interested, they can check out on btpowerhouse.com. But I had Illinois fifth, I had them behind Purdue and I had them ahead of Michigan, and Penn State. That's kind of how I see Illinois coming into the season. I, I think they're a team that is on the right side of the NCAA tournament bubble as of now. I think they have a chance to get as high as second in the Big Ten if they really hit everything uh, in a positive direction. Right. I also think I also think they have a chance to miss uh, the NIT and have another uh, 
disappointing season, um, primarily because of some of the things I was talking about earlier, which is in a lot of ways, you know, Underwood has some reinforcements. We've talked about some of the freshmen coming in, which uh, both you and I uh, agree, I, I think have a lot of potential, but in a lot of ways, I mean, the core of this team is going to be the same as it was last year. Those big three players and a lot of the primary bench people are going to be the same guys. So the question is, can Underwood essentially make a better dish with the same ingredients? I don't know. I mean, the general uh, thought would be a lot of these guys are getting older. A lot of them were younger last season, so they should improve. I think on paper, they should take a substantial step forward. But again, you know, if uh, one of these guys like Georgie is basically the same player as he was last year, I mean, the team did – it was under 500, so they need to have improvement with some of these guys. They can't be the same players. they got to be better than they were last year for this team to take a big step forward. But I think they're on, I think they are going to, um, especially Io. I mean, he, he has a chance to be a, a very special player. I'm not going to pick him over Cassius Winston or anything like that for Big Ten player of the year. But I, right. I, think, I think he has a very, very – I think he has as good of um, – an argument to be a first team all big 10 guy as anybody else other than Winston in the entire league. So, I mean, this is a very talented player. I think he could be, and if he's at that level, Illinois is probably in the tournament and um, we're probably talking about a chance to go to the sweet 16. So it should be an exciting season. I think this team has a lot of talent. This is by far Underwood's most talented team um, and deepest and most experienced since he's been in Champaign, which the first two years weren't great, so I don't know how much that means, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't get anywhere. Yeah, yeah, but it's certainly a, a, an encouragement, uh, or at least an encouraging sign. And I, I think this is a team that that could frankly surprise a lot of people. Again, if if they get a couple of those, they're probably going to need one guy to be surprisingly good off the bench. Again, maybe a guy like Kipper Nichols finds some consistency. Maybe one of these freshmen can become a really productive 25, 30 minute player. We'll see. Um, but odds are, I, I think this team's going to hear their name called on selection Sunday and it, it should be a, a fun season for Illini fans. But, um, but with that, um, first off, uh, any, any final thoughts on, on either my take or, or Illinois in general, the big 10 in general coming into the season. And then second, uh, if you could just tell people where they can follow you uh, and where they can check out your stuff. Yeah, no problem. Um, I, I think you're you're spot on. Um, if Io plays up to uh, an all all Big Ten first team player, then I think Illinois does make the tournament. And I have said multiple times, I think Sweet 16 is the team's ceiling. Um, if, if they do pull it all together and they find something between Sebian Jones, Alan Griffin, and Kipper Nichols, then uh, I, I think the team does make the tournament. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think they get past the Sweet 16 this year. Um, but it will be a glorious moment just to hear our names called on, on Sunday again. Um, and then as far as where you can follow us, um, it's champagne underscore room on Twitter, um, the champagne room on Facebook, um, the champagne room.com online. Um, you can follow me T Kizik 20, um, on all social media. Um, but yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, well, thanks again for joining us. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, to all our listeners, you can check me out on Twitter at TBendit or BT Powerhouse at BT Powerhouse um, on Twitter. Otherwise, again, this is our first season preview. We're going to be working through all of them probably one a week or so um, until we get to this season. So it's an exciting time. 
again, very early. I apologize. We couldn't hit on the schedule, but uh, it is what it is at this point. Um, and again, check out the website, check out Champagne Room, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks. <laughs>